Hello and welcome to episode 228 of Life Song Radio. I'm Jimmy Hicks. I'm Philip Ramsey. And I'm Blake Shankle. Welcome in to another edition of Life Song Radio. Thank you, Phil. So, how you guys been? Been good. Yeah, good. Missed you guys last week. We missed you too. De- desperately missed you. <laughs> I don't know if you like, got an opportunity to listen to the program. I didn't, if, if but you, I have it. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, but I did follow up with you guys, and you sent me a clip of something. <laughs> I just listened to it and then laughed at it. But yeah, it was in the editing room. Somebody sent it to me. So yeah, it was. Uh, no, I, I don't know. So I'm, I'm sure it turned out fine. No, we're, we're back. We are back in Romans. Uh, I don't know how far I was talking to Phil. See how far y'all got. I believe it was through verse eight. And 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 I think I think we can do this justice today. And and I didn't listen to the radio program last week, unfortunately. But I will. But but I think. Um, I mean, we're in this section of, of of justification by faith, and I think we can I can kind of summarize that uh, that verse section there. But but we're going to tie this in with this section here because it all kind of flows together and flows with Paul's argument here today. Uh, and and we're probably going to I would say focus on uh, this uh, verses nine through seventeen today, and we can get through that. But but we'll bring in we'll do a little synopsis of uh, the uh, first first eight verses of chapter four and uh, bring us on up to kind of a run and start into verse 9. Um, so uh, let's pray. and then uh, That's let's always just, a great that, thing. <laughs> it, it is good to start off with prayer because we desperately need the help of the Lord Jesus Christ. So let's, uh, let's bow our heads. Father God, thank you for today. Thank you for this wonderful word you've uh, just given us, Father, and just this opportunity. Uh, may uh, you uh, uh, give us grace today. May we uh, come to you before the throne of grace, Father, and just asking for wisdom and asking for knowledge as we um, exegete this text. Uh, we just pray for our listeners' hearts as well as they listen to this word, that they'll be touched by it, Father, that their hearts will be pierced by the word, uh, cut in, cut out, and uh, just uh, uh, be renewed, be uh, come to a repentance uh, in their lives, Father, and just come to a true knowledge of who you are. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your love. We thank you for the, uh, the blood of Christ that was shed upon the cross. Uh, it's through Christ I pray. Amen. So, <clears throat> Romans, let's let's just. I want to kind of set this scene here. Uh, we're 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 in this. Paul is, you know, we, we're in Romans, obviously, and and Paul uh, through the first three chapters really has has given this uh, condemnation. He's given us this uh, where man is. All right, and 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 we're we're condemned. We're condemned because of our acts of injustice against God. We're we're condemned because we're not like God. We 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 are uh, are sinners, and and so Paul has made that case. And now we've coming up to this this huge, basically this cornerstone of justification. And this is this is the book of Romans for all intents and purposes. It is it is justification, and so. <clears throat> But what Paul's doing, doing is, and I know you guys, you, you went through it last week, and we talked about really how Abraham was justified by faith. And But if we look at this, and I'm going to give you kind of a quick outline of what we're going to go through today here is, is there's, he's going to give us three, he really gives us three negatives, and then he affirms that with a positive uh, in the back half of chapter four. So as he gives us, last week, we talked about, you talked about one of the, the negatives here, and one of the negatives is, is that, that uh, a man is not justified by his works, right? And that yeah. what you do. You guys want to go over that a little bit of what you know? He he used the example of Abraham and how he was justified through faith. He also brought in David as well, and then Paul uh, himself uh, was was in there. But but Abraham was credited righteousness because of his faith, and it was not of works. So that that would be your first negative would be that uh, you're not justified by works. Well, four, you know, four says now to the one who works, his wages are not counted as a gift, but as his due. Yeah. So, so, so when people work, the wages they earn, what they earn, it's not a gift. It's it's something they've earned. Yeah. yeah. So so uh, and, and and that's uh, he continues on, but people are counted as righteous not because of their work, not because of anything they earned, but because of their faith in God who forgives sinners. Yeah. Exactly. That that's. It, it's it's always been about faith, and that's why he brings in the the father of faith, right? He brings in the 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 one that they know, you know, the, this this forerunner of the faith. I, I'm picturing a courtroom here, and Paul's he's the lawyer up there. He's he's laying out the case, and it's down to the last day of the courtroom, and Paul's like, I've got 
I got another witness I want to bring in. I actually got two. But I want, the first one I want to bring in is Father Abraham. Hmm. And then the whole courtroom goes, oh, Father Abraham. And now he uses Abraham as the example of, of what it truly hmm. means to be saved by the grace of God through the channel of faith. Yeah. And then he brings in David, too. Just That's a little, right. Just a little, uh, uh, what, 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 what do you put on top of ice cream? Sprinkles. <laughs> <laughs> Whipped cream, but, yeah, but, he, but he brings those <laughs> two. Car- but Abraham being the one that really is the eye opener for the Jew, because it all goes back to Abraham. They hang their hat on Abraham. So Paul has going to use Abraham mm-hmm. to prove the point of salvation by grace through faith. Yeah, and and what he and, and the point is here is the negative of that. You there's no amount of good works that you can earn you salvation we we i mean that just jumps off the page here there uh in this text is is uh that abraham was justified that for if abraham was justified by faith he has something to boast about right and then and if we move to verse four now to the one who works his wage is not credited as favor okay we see that and in verse five now to the one who works his wage is not um i just read that excuse me but to the one who does not work but believes in him who justifies the ungodly his faith is credited as righteousness it's it's not good works and well actually it is good works but it's the, the good works of one person and it was jesus christ that's, so that's the key. good works that's the key to everything is is that uh, the work that earns our salvation is the work that jesus did on the cross yeah yeah that's the work we're saved by is right. his work his substitutionary death his perfect life his intercessory uh, sacrifice upon the cross who bore our sins uh, upon that cross and so he just appeals to uh, abraham in verses two and three and then he appeals to david in verse um six through eight uh so and so basically what paul's doing here is and that's just a cursory glance over what y'all went over last week uh, uh and that, and I, th- I think that's all we really need to give it because we're going to just we're just going to keep digging deeper in, into this but but he wants to know that the Bible speaks with one big tenor of this is it's it's not ever been about good works it's always been about faith and so he you know and he's just going to keep crushing that as we keep moving forward and so uh, as as Phil said uh, it's it's in I'm sure y'all quoted this last week, but Ephesians 2, chapter 8, I mean, chapter 2, verse 8 through 9, for uh, by grace you've been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, because it is the gift of God, not as a result of works, lest any man should boast. Goes Case for, closed. Yeah. Case closed. Yeah, it's, it's pretty crystal I mean, clear. What do you do with that? Yeah, it's crystal clear, I would think. There's nothing, I mean. Of course, the Jews didn't really believe in the, <clears throat> and we're going to get to this. In yeah. a, we have Judaism coming over. In Christianity, you know, you, you know, we deal with Galatians. We've been through Galatians. We have uh, Judaism filtering in to Christ- Christianity, and so Paul is is constantly addressing yeah. and trying to separate the two. They're trying to bring it in. He says you can't bring it in. If you bring it in, guess what? If you bring in the law, guess what? You got to keep all of That's it. That's right. Yeah. And guess what? Every man is cursed who's under law. It yeah, ain't going to happen. We're going to cover that today a yeah. little bit, too. Absolutely. And so, so we again, we, we're dividing this into the negatives here. So first off, he starts off the first eight verses. He really says, you're not justified by good works. There is no amount of good works that can justify you before God. They actually condemn you. And so... Um, Next, we see here, and the verses we're going to get to today is, is if you want to take notes, is we're we're not we're not justified, we're not made right by God by ceremonial rites, ceremonial practices, ceremonial uh, rites don't don't justify us before God. So, um, with that in mind, let's read the text today and let's see what it has to say, and then we'll we'll break it down. I think this is a fairly simple text to break down, but we'll we'll get into it. Is this blessing then on the circumcised or on the uncircumcised also? For we say faith was credited to Abraham as righteousness. How then was it credited while he was circumcised or uncircumcised? Not while circumcised, but while uncircumcised. And he received the sign of circumcision, a seal of the righteousness of the faith, which he had while uncircumcised, so that he might be the father of all who believe without being circumcised. That righteousness might be credited to them and the father of circumcision to those who not only are are of the circumcision, but but who also follow in the steps of the faith of our father Abraham, which he had while uncircumcised. So would you say we're talking about circumcision here? 
Or uncircumcision. <laughs> or uncircumcision, yeah. <laughs> I think 15 times he says it's, it's a big deal to a Jew. That's, that's what I was going to say. That, that's why this is, this is the chief right, R-I-T-E, of the Jew was circumcision. This was it. This was, look, festivals aside, those were big, but this was the main deal. And Paul deals with it here. Paul deals with it. And the master teacher that he is, he opens up with a question. Just as he opened up the first section of verse chapter 4, he opens up questions. That's what we see here. I mean, this is what he does, you know, by going to the negative, then affirming with the positive. By asking a question and then answering the question, what he's doing is is, is he's, he's just getting out in front of all the arguments that the Jews are going to put together. And that's what he's doing. He's done that since chapter 2. He's, he's just kept, kept nailing them down. And we've already gone through a little bit of this circumcision in chapter 2, by the way. We've talked about that. And uh, and it, Paul is just, again, he's he's bringing to the fact, and, and I looked at it like this as I was thinking about through this text today. Think of it like this. What Paul's doing, he's laying this foundation out, right? Think about us uh, building a foundation for a building or a job site, right? He's he's laying the foundation. He's laid the foundation that, we're, uh, that we need... Um, uh, that we're all sinners. He's laid that down, right? And he's also said, you know, as far as uh, we're condemned, we're condemnation, boom, foundation. But now what he's doing is he's getting those, he, he, there's still chunks out there before he can lay this cornerstone of justification down, if you see what I'm saying. Before he can set that first cornerstone to the building block, he's got to get these, this got to get the rubble out, right? And so I think that's what he's doing as I was thinking about that. He's grabbing all the junk out of this excavation site before he can lay that cornerstone of justification down. Does that make sense? So changing gears just 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 a little bit, not a lot, but uh, we talked about this a little bit last week. We talked about the extra writings uh, yeah. that, that were uh, Paul was dealing with, the extra writings, the Book of Jubilee and the, the Prayer of Manassas and these things that, that was being taught at this time, and that's a lot of what Paul is dealing with, and that's what he's dealing with here, I think, uh, continuing to deal with here. Circumcision, you know, in the Book of Jubilee, uh, they talked about it, but uh, it, it taught that circumcision saves from hell. They they, they said that uh, God swore to Abraham that no one who was circumcised should be sent to hell. Mm. And so that's what he's dealing with, with some of these statements that he's making here uh, that, uh, you know, these, these folks believe that, that circumcision to the Jew, it was such a mark of God's favor that... Uh, that that if a Jew had to practice idolatry, his circumcision had to be removed before he went down to hell. Does that make sense? No, yeah, it, it was. It's huge. I, I, we, it's huge with an underscore, with a with an exclamation point. Circumcision was the thing yeah. to the Jewish person, to the Jewish man. And we see it all throughout a lot of the epistles, by the way. Paul's constantly dealing with it with Colossians and Colossians. And he, he's, he's trying, I mean, he, because it's so rooted into their nature. It's, but, but look at what we would, you know, we're going to get to some application here on that. But it's so rooted into their foundation, into their nature, because it was, it was a command. And so... But they got away from scriptures. What they've done, That's they got exactly they right. got away from scripture. They started listening to other teachers, they different uh, rabbis, whatever. And like I said, you talked about several of those. I'll just look. Can I read just a paragraph? This is from the book of Jubilees. Mm -hmm. It says, "The law is for all generations forever, and there is no circumcision of the time and no passing over one day out." of the eight days for it is an eternal ordinance ordained and written on the heavenly tables and everyone that is born the flesh of those whose foreskin is not circumcised on the eighth day belongs not to the children of the covenant which is the lord made with abraham for he belongs to the children of destruction mm. nor is there more over any sign on him that he is the Lord's, but he is destined to be destroyed and slain from the earth. Yeah. And that's what the Jews believe. That's exactly that ain't what, they, what the Bible says. No, well, and they completely missed scripture. They missed uh, Galatians 3.10. They missed uh, some other scriptures. So the covenant that, that, that Jehovah made with Abraham was an unconditional covenant, which Abraham entered by faith, not by circumcision. 
And so the Jews, what they're believing is they're believing their salvation was based on on the ordinance of circumcision, this ordinance of God and, and to be circumcised, and that uh, and their their entire security, their entire eternal security rested on circumcision. Yeah, and they totally missed the scripture. Yeah, that just goes to show you we 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 don't need to trust outside. A lot of times, outside resources, we the Bible is sufficient and it is our authority, and that's what we go to. It is sola scriptura. So if it if it look here. The Bible is the cornerstone. If it if it strays away from that, you know that writing is false. You need to go back to the Bible, and so that's what we have. And that we we have that same thing in the nowadays uh, time. I mean, the the Book of Mormon is a prime example of that. Uh, the uh, the Watchtower is a prime example of that. Is getting away from its extra biblical teachings and and look what it's done, and it's caused several cults to come out of that. So, but but. But to get back in the text, and, and that just sets the that just sets the tone here for this understanding circumcision here. But Paul starts off with this question. He says, "Is this blessing then on the circumcised or on the uncircumcised also?" And I think we have to understand what the blessing is. What what is he talking about? This blessing. Well, we just look back a couple of verses here, and I think there's three things that he refers to here. in the blessing is is the first one is 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 referring to the righteousness of God in in Christ credited to those who believe. We see that in verse three of chapter four. That is for what is the Scripture say Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. That's what I think there's a blessing. There's the blessing. And also verse 7, we say blessed are those whose lawless deeds have been forgiven. So there's forgiveness there. There's the blessing of forgiveness. And then also verse 8, what does he say? And this is David writing in Psalms, blessed is the man whose sin and the Lord will not take into account. So the sin washed away, taken, you know, is, 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 has been taken, is not taken into account on that person. So these are the blessings, and that's what he's saying. So is this blessing, is this blessing of atonement, is this blessing of uh, righteousness, right, or forgiveness, is, how, then, is that on the circumcised or on the uncircumcised also? Is it just on the circumcised or on, on the uncircumcised? And so, meaning, okay, uh, and then he's going to give this example here, he's going to actually he asks the question, and then he just backs it up with the answer in verse uh, in the back half of verse nine. For we say, and basically we, he's not talking about just him and the Christians, but he's talking about him, Abraham, David, all the other writers of the Bible. He's basically saying all the writers of the Bible agree with this and say this and uphold this, and God says this that faith was credited to Abraham. As righteousness, and so he just quotes that right there, Genesis fifteen six. Faith was credited to Abraham as righteousness. Um, he 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 quotes that. You can go back to, to Genesis and see that he he just quoted the same verse slightly differently. Uh, he, he he's just basically he's just transliterating it is all he's doing. It's it's the same thing, and he, and he but he makes the emphasis here on verse nine on faith. That's the emphasis on verse nine, and he says, "Do you see how faith starts?" The quotation, faith starts that quotation there. And so uh, faith was credited to Abraham as righteousness. And so what he's doing is he's underscoring that it's not on the basis of being circumcised or not being circumcised for the matter, but it's on the basis of saving faith in Christ Jesus. And so then... Here's what he does. So now he's quoted the, he's quoted scripture. He says all biblical. We say David, Abraham. We all say this. God says this. Then he says here he follows up with another question, verse ten. How then was it credited? How then it was credited? That Phil and Jimmy and listeners is the million dollar question. How is it credited then? Right. I got a question. Was it before or after he'd been circumcised? That's the question. Well. The Bible's very clear. Let's go to the text. <laughs> we don't have to guess, well, do we? Let, let, let's do this. Let's, folks, if you're in your, if you haven't able to turn your Bible, let's go back and let's do a, just a history, brief history lesson. Let's go to Genesis and let's just look at Genesis and see. But let's work our way backwards, okay? Let's work our way backwards and let's look at the timeline here. So, what I, what we need to do is is, is turn to Genesis uh, chapter seventeen. Genesis chapter 17, and we're starting in verse 23. And why I do that, Phil, you you turn to Genesis 16, Jimmy turn to Genesis 15. I will we'll speed this up a little bit. But Genesis chapter 17, verse 23, Then Abraham took Ishmael, his son, and all the servants who were born in his house, and all who were brought with his money, bought with his money, every male among the men of Abraham's household, and circumcised the flesh of their foreskin in the very same day as God had said to him. Now Abraham was 99 years old when he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin. And Ishmael, his son, was 13 years hmm. old when he circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin. 
In this very same day, Abraham was circumcised and Ishmael, his son. Uh, now, Abraham was 99 years old. Remember that. 99. Ishmael was 13. Phil, go back. Let's read it. Uh, Genesis 16, 6. Abraham was 86 years old. 16, 16. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yep. Abraham was 86 years old when Hagar bore Ishmael to Abraham. So Abram was 86 years old. Okay. So mm-hmm. we have 86. Now. 99 minus 86. 86. So 14. Is that correct? Yep. So it could be in that 13 year. Yeah. Now, 6. Read uh, verse 4. Excuse me. 16, 4. 16, 4. And he went in. He and he went into Hagar, and she conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived, she looked with contempt on her mistress. And so we see here Hagar had conceived at that point. Okay, Jimmy, read fifteen six. And he believed in the Lord, and he counted it to him for righteousness. And he believed in the Lord and counted it him to righteousness. Think about that. That was before Hagar conceived. If Hagar conceived it, let's just say the earliest it could be was 13 years prior to Abraham being circumcised. So when Abraham believed, it was accredited to his count righteousness. What is that? That's a one-time act, never to be repeated. It's clear. (laughs) It's clear by the text, by us walking it back, that Abraham was justified by faith. It could not have been circumcision. That's clear as a bell. 13 years after he came to know Christ. So so Ishmael Ishmael wasn't even conceived at that point. Right. So, and um, and also the the writings we're talking about these these uh, these writings these Jewish writings outside of Scripture they change it and they say because of Abraham's faithfulness see they they make it to something he does so they yep. actually change the Scripture yep. that's not good to change God's word no. you shouldn't add or take away that's not a good place to be that's right, right. that's right so yeah so we see here so Paul just answers the question. Right, while while he was circumcised or uncircumcised, well, we just got that answer. That answer is while he was he faith was credited to him as righteousness while he was uncircumcised. Okay, now look at verse ten. Look at look at well, we've already looked at verse ten. Excuse me. Um, let, let me just say this before I move on. Circumcision adds nothing to the standing before God. Zero. Zero. And that's well, what he's saying. Go ahead, Jim. Well, I was just gonna say what what is Galatian. Uh, Galatians five six says for for Christ for in Christ Jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything but faith working through love. Yeah, yeah, and so so here here's what we're fixing to get into. Guess guess what? Since since circumcision adds zero to your faith, it it, it it you're not saved through circumcision. Guess what else we're not saved from? We're not saved through water baptism either. Right. Water baptism can be can be kind of on the same level as circumcision in our day and time. That's we, exactly right. It's, it's a modern-day ritual. That just, just what circumcision was, it's, it's the same ritual that we've taken, the Jews taken, it's been taken today, and saying this, this, is, this ritual is what will serve you. But, but the truth of it is, and I don't want to use, I don't want to use it so strong, but, but circumcision nor any other right saves a person's soul. So a ritual is worthless without the reality of that ritual. That's that's good to say. So let's 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 springboard off that into verse 11. That's going to spring us right into verse 11 here. Just a side note, uh, Paul was not against circumcision. As a matter of fact, he circumcised Timothy. So he's not against it. No. Nope. Circumcision is is a sign. And so he circumcised Timothy, why? For so Timothy could be more accepted amongst the Jews. So you should be, you know, and again, we'll get into it, but circumcision is part of God's law. Hey, do it. It's a sign of the covenant people. Oh, that's what I was just saying. But it's a sign of, of something deeper of the heart. That's right. So it's worthless without the reality yeah. of it in place. And so if you have the reality of it in place, if the if the faith is there and the and it's been and you've been credited the righteousness, then it's good to be circumcised. It's good to be baptized. So the struggle of a Jew is, well, Paul... If it doesn't mean anything, why does God's law say do it? Yeah. There's the struggle. Yeah. And so here's what he says in verse 11. 
right? This is what he says, and let's explain this here. This is, and he received the sign That's of big. circumcision, sign. a seal of the righteousness of faith in which he had whilst or uncircumcised. I'm gonna stop right there. Okay, let's think of this. Okay. He received the sign of circumcision. What does a sign do? Let's Points. just say here, a sign is a pointer. So if I if I have a building, okay, and I have a sign outside, what is that doing? That's telling me basically what's inside that building. That is pointing to the reality that is inside that building. Now, now that that's what it ought to do. It, it points you. A sign merely points to the reality of what's inside the building. Same thing on a road as well. Right, if it, 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 you can. There's signs on the road, but they're just pointing to the mere reality of it, right? And 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 this this is all circumcision was. It was a sign merely onto the road to pointing to Jesus Christ. So it's yeah. Warren Wiersbe says that as a sign, that the circumcision was evidence that he was was evidence that the person, the Jew, belonged to God and believed His promise. As a, and as a seal, it was a reminder to him that God had given His promise and would keep it. So circumcision didn't add to Abraham's salvation; it just merely attested to it. Yeah, if I put a sign on a building that says shoes. Right, shoes. What better be in that building? Shoes. Shoes better be in the building. But but it's the same thing. We've talked about this and given this example with baptism, but it's the same thing here. Are you, if you take off that wedding ring right there, are you any less married to your wife? No. That wedding ring doesn't doesn't indicate your, it doesn't mean your marriage doesn't begin and end with that wedding ring. Yeah. That's just a sign sign of the covenant you made with your wife before God. That's right. That's all it is. That's right. Circumcision, same thing. Yeah, the the sign is really only as good as what's inside the 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 heart or inside the building or whatever. I'm just using the building as an example, but but that's what we're saying. It's a sign of circumcision. Remember that. Mark that. Uh, circle that. Circumcision was a sign. Water baptism is a sign. And then he comes in and he says it's a seal. So we have a sign and we have a seal. What was a seal for? Think about it. Documents, right? At the time, there was this, there was a, it was official document. How was official documents? They were sealed. What? With most likely a wax stamp. Yeah, you know, yeah. it was a wax. But did that have any value to it? Does the wax stamp have any value? No. The value is inside the original, is inside the official document. When you open the document up, what's inside of it is what's the reality. What's inside of it is the real thing is what we're the meat of the crux the seal just says hey it's official by the way it's coming from the king or whoever it is an official document so sign and seal is a reality is is a reality it points to points to the reality and then he says here's 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 our connecting words so that he might be the father of all who believe without being being circumcised that righteousness might be credited to them all that so that we could be saved as well. Let me let me ask and throw this out there. How many? And, and I'm not asking for you to give me a, a, an actual number, but just think about the the obviously tons of Jews that are burning in hell right now, circumcised. Just like there will be tons of Gentiles from our modern age that are currently now and will be burning in hell. That were dunked in water. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, I mean it's 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 something. salvation by rituals that right. that doesn't apply. That's right. But I, you know, God circumcision was part of God's plan for the chosen the chosen nation of Israel. It has a purpose, and God commanded them to do it. But the the circumcision, like you said, when 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 somebody was circumcised. All right, that pointed to an end. I think, and another thing that your heart needed to be certain. So it was a reminder. It was a reminder that yes, you have you have been physically circumcised, but there is a deeper issue here, and that is that your heart needs to be circumcised. Even more importantly, we read in, in Deuteronomy uh, thirty. Verse 6, also in Jeremiah 9, verses 24 through 26, the outer circumcision sign pointed to an inner reality that you needed a, a circumcision, a foreskin of the heart to be cut. And only God can do that, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, understand. Listen, we listen to these words today. If you're listening to that, understand these words today that that 
just replace circumcision with baptism here. Right. Just, just understand that today, baptism, if you're placing your weight upon baptism today, or sprinkling, or whatever, out, anything outside of Christ, you're, you're placing on something that's not going to save you. And, and there's, a, there's, a, there's a whole denomination built around this. And listen up. I've got friends. Listen to this. Do not take two texts out of the New Testament and make that your salvation. Do not do this. This right here is speaking directly to us as, as believers in Christ, as churchgoers today, as certain denominations speaking to us. Baptism does not save you. Will never save you. It's an outward sign of your salvation, is what it is. It's your following in a commandment that God's given us. The same thing that you did is saying, "This is my coming out party. I am saved. I want to let the world know that I'm saved." But there's nothing other than, and that's what Paul makes it clear: is it's faith in Jesus Christ that you're credited righteousness. Faith, grace through faith. That's yeah, you, how a man just is like saved. you said. You have to look at the. There, there are verses if you just simply read those verses. We would all come away agreeing that that baptism washes away sin. You know why we would do that? Because that's what the scripture says. But but the key to the Bible is it all lines up. And so you have to take scripture as a whole. And you can't take those verses, those specific verses that say what they say, and line them up with the rest of Scripture. It doesn't work. Well, guess what? The Bible says you, and I'm trying, was it James? I'm trying to think it was James in reference to, was it Abraham? It might have been Abraham. I'm trying to think. I'm sorry, y'all. But it says that they were justified by works. It says that. Now, back in context, context. You, that just really breaks it all down and you can figure it out. So we know that the Bible doesn't contradict itself. Can't. So when you when you see verses in the Bible that state something, guess what it means when it says it? It means what it says. But you have to take it in whole in light of who was he writing to, what was going on right then, Jews, in Acts, you know. And there's a lot of things in Scripture. What you're saying is that, you know, it was only for the particular audience that he was writing to. It has nothing to do with us here today. And we can gain some truth out of it. We can gain some better understanding. But there's some things that was said in the Bible uh, that were only for the audience that the particular author was writing to. Doesn't mean that we are to take that and make that a part of our... You see what I'm saying? You yeah, it, so it's important to understand the culture. Mm-hmm. That's good hermeneutics the, right, right there. That's right. good hermeneutics. And a lot of the times the Old Testament is for a certain people, Jewish people, by the way, uh, for the most part. But yeah. but we can principalize things. We can learn things about God. That's what we do. The New Testament, we bring in the church, right? We can start, and then we start seeing him speaking to believers, which would be to us right. at that time. That's but, right. But look, but, but what we're saying is circumcision here, and we're just sticking with circumcision, just in replace water baptism or sprinkling or whatever circumcision was the outward sign of the inward reality of the conversion that had already taken place abraham remember Correct. this 13 years before he'd ever done it 13 years before he was justified by faith and 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 that's what we're talking about here that's the point paul's making yeah and you and if you know what justified means again i know we're beating this horse one time act Never to be repeated. Yeah, yeah. So when you're justified, what does that mean? You're made right with God immediately on the spot. Declared. And it's it's done. Yeah. There's it's not done. Oh, you're justified now, but thirteen years later I will complete the process. That's not how it works. You're no more justified than the time you came to know Christ. You're no more justified right. than that time right there. Immediate. You're justified immediately forever. Yeah. That's it. Eternal security. Hallelujah. Yeah. That's eternal salvation. That's a security that we can hang our hats on, and we know it wasn't anything that we had to do that declared righteous. And why did Abraham get circumcised? You want me to tell you why? Because God God told him to. Sure did. And when you have faith, you obey. Guess a what? faith that doesn't obey isn't faith. Yeah, guess what? God told us to be baptized. Guess Better what? Better do it. Obey. Guess what? He says, hey, take the Lord's Supper. Better do it. Yeah. That these are you know what? commandments. Go well, and make disciples. What if you What if you said you got saved, but you refused to get baptized? You know what I would say? Uh, I don't think you saved. You're being disobedient. Yeah. And I, why would you want to disobey the very first thing right. God told you to do? That's right. That's, yeah. And there's that's, so many. Yes, there's other commandments as well. And that's where James goes. Is is faith without works is dead. And that's what he means. Is is look, if you're going to say you have faith, then then you better back it up with works. That's right. Hey, saved now go do. 
And, you know, as we're sitting here talking, there are a lot of people who would disagree with what we just said. And what, what could we say at that point? And we, and we we laid it out very clearly. Abraham was justified when? When was he justified? When he believed God. Okay. When did the circumcision happen? The the uh, the sign of circumcision. When did that happen? 13, 14 years later. When was Abraham justified? When he believed God. What did the circumcision have to do with uh, being made right with God? Nothing. Neither does baptism. So justification... Salvation being counted, being counted to your uh, account as righteousness comes by faith. How do we know that? Because God's word says that. So no human ritual, no human work, no sacrament, no nothing you do can gain salvation. The only thing you can do is receive it by faith. So absolutely, Phil and and Jimmy, I. I Yes, I mean, it's clear. So then he in the back half of verse 11, when we've already read this, but I want to make sure there was something I wanted to go back to. He says, so that he might be the father of all who believe without being circumcised. I mean, father meaning forerunner, not really literally father, but being this forerunner, one who is out of head of all this. And he says, to all those who believe without being circumcised. And, and that righteousness might be credited to them. And here we go. We're bringing in this banking metaphor again, this crediting uh, to the account of one person, right? So basically, Basically saying that that the righteousness may be credited to your account. Guess what, folks? We're spiritually bankrupt when it comes to to Christ. We're, we're spiritually bankrupt. We've got nothing to offer. In fact, we're in massive amount of debt to, to God, mm-hmm. and and there's no way that we can repay it with enough c- ceremonial rites, with enough good works. We can never even get it back up to, to zero. There's nothing we can do to commend ourselves, and, there, and our, our bank account is zero, and it's in the negative. And what does Christ do? He credits us to righteousness. So what does he do? He brings that account back up to zero, and then he deposits into Jimmy's account, in the Phil's account, everything in Christ, right? He deposits the righteousness to where you are filled with everything that is of Christ, right? Made righteous and credited into your account. That's what he's saying here. So, so he is the, he's the, Abraham's the father of, uh, verse 12, and the father of circumcision to those who not only are of the circumcision, which would be the Jews, Right? He's not only to the father of the Jews, but also who follow in the steps of the faith of our father Abraham, which he had while uncircumcised, which would be, I would say, the Gentiles. So Abraham, he's blazed this trail. Right, He's the forerunner to, to the father of our faith. And he's made it clear. And the scriptures made it clear. Again, you're not justified by circumcision. And it's again, it, he's, he, you're, you're justified by faith. And I think that's all he's saying here. He's mm-hmm. just said it in several different ways. And he's hammered home the point here that, and it's to all who believe. It's all to all nations, right, that would believe. Not just Jews, not to just the ones who had the circumcision right, right? But it's also to those who who are outside the Jewish people. It was to all nations. It's to everyone. And he's the father, the spiritual father to those people. And, and so may we believe in Christ. May we have faith in Christ, knowing that it's not works, knowing that it's not ceremonial rites that make you justified, but it's in faith in Christ. And, and I think that's that's what he says here. And, and um, so we move on. We move on to this 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 third negative, and I, I think we can get this in our in our in our uh, radio program today. But we move on. Do y'all have anything to add on that? So verse thirteen. I'm just going to read through this, and then and then we'll we'll come back and exegete it. Uh, for the promise of Abraham, he moves on here. For the promise of a- to Abraham or to his descendants that he would be heir of the world was not through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. Verse fourteen. For if those who are of the law are heirs, faith is made void and the promise is nullified. For the law brings about wrath. There's that word again. Mm-hmm. But where there is no law, there is also no violation. Now, verse 16. Well, I'm going to stop right there, and then we'll move on. Let's just stop right there. Let's look at this this kind of third negative that Paul gives here, right? So he, so we know that, right, we've, we've talked about it's not by good works, right? Justification is not by good works. Justification is not by ceremonial uh, things we do. Definitely not by circumcision, okay? We'll just leave it at that. And uh, thirdly, justification is not by works of the law. Hmm. Notice where, where the law is at this point. When did the law come? It came, what, 500 years later. So so if you look at it from a Jew standpoint, how could they say that? 
And I think some of the writings say that he looked forward to what God would say. And because of that, because he obeyed what he thought, I mean, there's a word for that. And I can't think it's a pretty big word. I can't think of what it is. Do you know what it is, by the way? Mm-mm. But anyway, because the law wasn't given till 500 years later. When was faith? When was Abraham justified? When he believed apart from the law. Mm. Right. The, the Mosaic law was not even given yet. Uh, circumcision came 14 years down. I mean, past that. It was it was by faith. Yeah, and so we see that that our um, it was it was by faith. It was righteousness through faith, and and that's what he says here uh, through the righteousness of faith in verse thirteen. But look back here for for the promise. We need to kind of answer some of these questions mm-hmm. here for the promise to Abraham or to his descendants. Now, what was that promise, Jimmy? What do we know in that promise in verse twelve, verse in Genesis? Right, we see that promise. What that he's going to make them. What, well, a, there's a land. Mm-hmm. There's a people. Yep. There's a blessing. And there's a promise of a uh, a redeemer. Yeah. So the seed. That's yeah. what. That's what. Okay. So we have these 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 tangible things, right? These these things that we can kind of hold on to. People, blessings, uh, you know, land. But there's this. There's there's this one thing that comes also. There's this seed, not mm. not seeds, but seed. seed, right? And so we see that in three fifteen Genesis three fifteen, kind of kind of the proto evangelium there. Mm-hmm. But then also we see it in Genesis as well, and, and he promises this seed from the loin of Abraham. And who is that? That's our messianic priest, prophet, king, Jesus Christ coming through that. And that's the that we see. So for the promise to Abraham or to his descendants, meaning what? Meaning the descendants of Abraham, right? It'd be us, be with those in Christ, right? That he would be the heir of the world was not through the law but through the righteousness of faith. For the promise, look here, the promise of Jesus Christ was with the righteousness of faith. That's what he's saying here. Let me read, uh, I mean, just, I'll start with uh, Galatians 15, maybe go through 17. To give a human example, brothers, even with a man-made covenant, no one annuls it or adds to it once it's been ratified. Verse 16 says, Now the promises were made to Abraham and to his offspring. It does not say, it does not say into offsprings, which is plural, referring to many, but referring to one and to your offspring, who is Christ. This is what I mean. The law, which came 430 years afterward, does not annul a covenant previously ratified by God so as to make the promise void. Yeah. So the ratification of the promise preceded the law by like 430 years. I mean, it's and, and go back to the to the to the word um, uh, for the promise that he would uh, be the uh, that he would be the heir of the world was not to Abraham. That word "not" when you look uh, when you look in the Greek is emphatic. It jumps off the page. It's a shout. It's a scream. And so the so the promise was not to Abraham or his seed through the law. Is it safe to say? In Christ is the key here. I was going to say the same thing. That's good. If you just, Christ, you have to be in him, yeah. in him, in Christ. How do you get that? By faith, through faith, by grace, yeah, through, through faith. faith. Yeah. That's would, how you get in Christ. I would say just, we don't have time to read it here, but read Galatians. Yeah. Just read Galatians, and it explains it. Like you said, Jimmy, in Christ. It's all about in Christ. Everything is in Christ, and that's what we see in Galatians. You know, I mean, you just, Galatians 4, you know, we see that. And so, uh, man, it's it's so good how that lines up so good with this text. Which is, Galatians was actually written before Romans, too. We see, <clears throat> but... Um, for the promise, right? This promise here, this promise to his descendants and to his spiritual descendants is what he's saying here, that they would be the heir of the world was not through the law. It's not going to be through the law. Your work, not works for the law. It's never going to be through that. Going to the Jew, the Jew was given to the law. Understand that, but it's through the righteousness of faith. It's not obeying the Ten Commandments. It's not, it's not obeying all the Jewish laws that they had put into place, but it's by the righteousness of faith. Through the righteousness of faith. In verse 14, we're going to finish this up today, guys, I think. For if those who are of the law, okay, so now he's going to he's going to give us an example. Where he says, all right, so for those who are of the law are heirs, okay, if you're of the law, if you obey the law and all you do it all correctly and you're heirs, 
then faith is made void and the promise is nullified. Well, salvation. Salvation by law automatically cancels out faith. God, God, you know, God gave us salvation and he gave the salvation not because of anything in us, not with any calls in us. It was all on God. So only God himself could provide this salvation to us, a perfect salvation. So there's nothing in us. There's nothing in Phil. There's nothing in Blake or Jimmy that can measure up to the standards of God. It was necessary to for 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 to for any claim uh, or to, to of self-sufficiency to be abandoned for this for salvation. So uh, nothing in our actions can cause God to, uh, to make this covenant, uh, because the covenant doesn't depend, uh, on us. It, it depends on God himself. So salvation by the law automatically cancels out faith. The law is good, by the way. It's yeah. Praise the Lord for the law. But what is it good to do? Man, it just drives you to him. Yeah. yeah. So, but if you want to get to him by law, guess what? It ain't going to happen. Mm. It ain't going to happen. Would you say it's either or, not both and? Is what this verse is saying. Well, you, it's either, yeah. It's you, it's either the you, law, yeah, yeah, you or can, faith. Well, you well, can, well, we'll look at it like this. Come, come, uh, go ahead. You can be. You can. Here, here's the way you can think. I'm going to be right with God by what I do, or you can go. I'm going to be right by God. By nothing I do and what he did. Yeah. And I just believe what he yeah. did. So there's two ways. That's right. That's You'll right. be on Mount Sinai or Zion. Yeah. And so if there's any anything, look, if you're going to try to get there by obedience, you will be under the wrath of God. And and, and I'll, I'll take it a step further and compare it to Nicodemus. We talk about Nicodemus a lot, but Nicodemus was a Jew. He was racially, he was a Jew, but he was a religious Pharisee, but he wasn't born again. We see that evidence in John mm-hmm. 3. So most people today are religious. Many people today are religious, but they're lost. Yeah. Absolutely, and that and that, I mean, he's speaking to that, and he's saying, "Look, if you're going to earn your way to to the by the law, your the faith is void. Yeah, it's nullified. Why? Why? Why else? Why do you need faith? What's the point in faith? Right? It's it, it's it's either or. It can't be both and. It cannot. It, it will never be like that. It's not. It's it's exclusively either by faith or exclusively by the law. Look here, for the law brings wrath. That's my. That think about that. Yeah. So God has laws. God's ha- God has commands, and here's the deal: you can't keep them. If you try to get to God by by obedience, perfect obedience, if you break one law, the Bible says you break them all. And anybody who's under law, who's under a curse. That's right. That's Galatians yeah, two. The That's law, Galatians the law is a is a tutor who who just like a hound dog chasing you to Christ. Yep. So, so does the law have a place in salvation? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Are you sure? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so Don't try it? to trick me, Jimmy, on radio. <laughs> what's its purpose? Its purpose is to make sin sinful. Yeah. That's what its purpose is. It's to show how God penalizes sin, and and and, and, and imperfect obedience to the law brings God's wrath yeah. on us. And so all of the law, all the law does is demonstrate our sinfulness before God, but it points us and it should drive us and show us who we are before God Amen. as, as a natural person, who we are before God is a complete total rebel, a complete Amen. total, uh, enemy of God. And it should drive us to him yep. for, for his forgiveness that came about in Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, amen. That's right. I mean, if we want to go to heaven by keeping the law, guess what waits on the other side? Divine wrath mm. waits upon the other side. And he's already said that. Romans one eighteen, Wrath of God is upon all those who are unrighteous and un- ungodly. Should we keep the law? Yes, we should. Yeah. We, should, we, we, should we should obey. We should obey. We know that we can't do it perfectly. But God's, God's word and God's commandments are good and we should follow them. Yeah. Yes. Okay? But... If we're dependent on that goodness of, of obedience, we can't be perfectly obedient. If we're not perfectly obedient, we fall short of the glory of God. If we fall short of glory of God, like you said, if we fall short of the glory of God, we're under God's wrath. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all you can do is say, Lord, I can't do it. Save me. Yeah. And he will. Yeah. And and every believer has come to that. Yeah. Every believer in Christ has come to that God, realization. God saves sinners. Yes. God saves the ungodly that's right and if you don't know that then you're not a candidate to be saved yeah 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It sounds kind of mean, no, but, but if you don't know you're a sinner, you have no need yeah. for a savior. There's a godly where, sorrow. Yeah, there's where the law comes. It needs so, to be godly sorrow. And so there's there's a there's a clear object here, and that's what matters to God. The object of your faith is your faith in the law. Yeah, is your faith in God. Yeah, that's that's the two differences. So it's it's a hard issue. We've talked about it before, mm-hmm. but you know it's a hard issue. So where's your where's your heart at? Where's your where's your Faith, Ed. What's the object of your faith? Is it God Himself, or is it the law? Good, good word, Jim. Uh, verse sixteen. Let's let's finish this up. Verse sixteen and seventeen. I'm going to read this, and then let's explain it. For this reason, it is by faith, in order that it may be in accordance with grace, so that the promise will be guaranteed to all the descendants, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, "A father of many nations have I made you in the presence of him whom he believed, even God, who gives life to the mm. dead and calls into being that which does not Boom. exist." So what we've done is. Is, is there's three negatives he's given us and then he comes in like the masterful teacher and he gives us this positive assertion right. here he grants that he gives us this and he's saying you're justified by faith alone he says for this reason that it is by faith it's not by works it's not by rights it's not by the law but it's by faith in order it's got to be by faith in order that it may be in accordance with grace mm-hmm. Ephesians 2 8 and 9 mm-hmm. right it's by grace right. so that Again, here's this the connecting word. The promise will be guaranteed to all the descendants. All those spiritual descendants of Abraham, that promise will be guaranteed to them. Who so, is the father of us all? Ah, interesting. Father yeah. Abraham. Yeah, did you know this? That when when a Gentile converted to, to Judaism, he couldn't say Father Abraham. He would have to say uh I'm gonna paraphrase, but your father Abraham, mm. he could, he, they would not let the Gentiles say our. That's mm. how jacked up they were. Yeah, and so he's just basically saying not only, and he just reiterates, it's not. Look here, it's never been Jews. You don't have one way of faith. Gentiles, you don't have one way of faith. He says here, not only to those who are of the law, Jews, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham. Same faith here. There's no different faith. You're justified by faith, right? Same faith. Who is the father of us all? Again, we've written that verse 17. And again, he just uses scripture as it is written, a father of many nations, I have I made you. That's what he was talking about. Many nations going out to the Gentiles as well, not just the Jews. Jews, you're to go to take this word out to the Gentiles. Jonah to the Ninevites, take the word out to them. But I don't want to, God. But do it. I told you to. In the presence of him whom he believed okay check this out this is this this is the cap right here even god oh try not to scream when you read who gives life to the dead and he calls into being that which does not exist highlight that write that down let me explain it to we gotta you. Come, we're going to have to explain I'm it. I'm going to explain you got it. you 30 seconds. <laughs> I don't have time to explain this, but I'm going to say we gotta this. we got to come back to it next I'm, week. We are going to come back to this, but let me let me leave you with this. It, it refers Mainly to it refers to Sarah. Yeah. There's a, there's a physical connotation here. It's referring to Sarah. There was her her womb was dead. Scripture tells her womb was dead. God give life to it. Yeah. Who can do that? Only God can do that's it. That's right. That's right. But yeah. So so let me let, let's just wrap it up because we're running out of time. We're running out of time here. So just to wrap it up real quick this week, just to put a stamp on it. The law establishes requirements. Grace though means that God fulfilled those requirements. So uh, people who attempt salvation by law have doubts about their standing before God, but those who accept the grace of God have certainty about their salvation. But if Romans eleven six, but if it's by, but if it is by grace, it's no longer on the basis of works. Otherwise, grace would no longer be grace. Yep, that's a good word, Jim. And 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 to finish up, uh, Sarah's womb was closed. God brought life into it through a baby, mm-hmm. through Isaac. The same way that God brings life into Sarah's womb, there's a spiritual connotation to this as well. And we'll talk about this next week. But God is the one who gives life to the dead. God raised Lazarus. Guess what? We're spiritually dead. And we're in our sins and trespasses. We are dead. God gives us life. And that's what he does. Who gives life to the dead and calls into existence the things that do not exist. A clear reference to creation, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, a- absolutely. So, so, so God said, and as on the same theme of of of, of Abraham and Isaac, j- like you said, it's a very clear picture of creation. God said, "Let there be Isaac," and Isaac came into being. Yeah, we could get off on uh, it's a, Abraham offering Isaac. Also, that's huge. It's a it's a spirit. It's a picture also of our 
regeneration in Christ yeah. as well, Absolutely. and to our salvation. Dead come to life. It's crazy. So what we, 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 we have to rest on is that every promise that God makes comes into existence. It absolutely does. We can count on God's word. God can't lie, and he won't go back on his word. Mm -hmm. That's the truth of the matter. Well, guys, it's been a big day. Uh, we've got more to get. I know we have very, so much more that we wanted to, to get into, and we'll do that. We'll we'll kind of take a step back probably to verse 16 next week and and, and go on and finish the chapter. But uh, there's, there's a lot more there that we did not cover. I don't know about y'all, but it's like the more I think we covered some big stuff in the past, but we just keep uncovering big yeah. and big stuff. Roman, it's been a great book. The whole Bible is like that, though. It to is. To be honest with you. Yes. Yes. No, I agree. All right. Look, you can uh, listen to this episode and all the rest at lifesongradio.com. Be sure to tell a friend about the show. Tune in next week, this same time. And uh, I'll close this out in prayer. Father, we just thank you. We thank you for your salvation. And uh, Lord, we just said here in all that uh, we can't boast. There's nothing we can do to earn it, to buy it, to obtain it. We just believe what you did on the cross, who who lived a perfect life and died a perfect death, and three days later was rose again for our justification. Lord, we thank you for the salvation that was given to us Lord, may we be bold and go and proclaim it to uh, to everybody we see. Lord, I just pray for our listeners out there that the Holy Spirit work in their lives also. Lord, we just thank you for your word. It's life. It's breathing. It's active. Man, it's awesome. Lord, we just thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I've done every devotional, been every place emotional. Tried to hear a new word from God, and I think it's very odd. And will I attempt to help myself? My Bible sits upon the shelf With every promise I could ever need And the Word was, and the Word is, and the Word will be And the Word was, and the Word is, and the Word will be People are getting fit for truth like they're buying a new tailored suit does it fit across the shoulders will it fade when it gets older we throw ideas that aren't in style in the salvation army pile and search for something more to meet our needs Persecuted but not abandoned